I don't really want to work out, I work out. There's got to be those days you push through. And they're, they're probably going to be more numerous than the days you don't. Discipline equals freedom. And the more discipline you have as a human, the more freedom you're going to have. Welcome to the Jones's Fitness Podcast with Mr. Nick Gilbert. Hello, everyone. How are we doing? And Mr. Chris Lendron. Hi, guys. Is it Chris or Christopher? Well, do you know, what's, this is an interesting time to bring this up. But, um, mo- oh, most no, of my yeah. friends call me Lenny, actually. Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm actually not known as Chris so, by any of my so friends. Because you look like Lenny Henry or because... Just because <laughs> my surname is Lendrum, yeah. uh, okay. and I've had it for ever, ever since I can literally remember. So is it weird that we all refer to you as Chris then? Do you, did, you, did you start off going, who's, who's Chris? It is oh, a little is. bit weird. Yeah. It is a little weird. But to be fair, um, I've always, at work, I've tended to always call myself Chris. So anyway. it sounds. Yeah. I guess it sounds a little bit more professional when you're meeting someone for the first yeah. time and well, that's I the thing know. it's always like work people or people you don't know do you do you introduce yourself as Lenny and then it's like Chris Lendrum and then yeah. people get mm-hmm. like what why yeah. that's a bit weird so but yeah I remember people at uni went through three years at uni and thought my name was Lenny Lendrum I know. oh my <laughs> god really yeah. Yeah. to be fair I used to get called Gay Gilbert School I think it was literally just I think, I'd like to think it was because of the G's but yeah. they literally just referred oh, to it was as AIDS that. AIDS. AIDS, AIDS. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, AIDS, yeah. yeah good. Kids are, kids are, yeah, kids are evil. Yeah. So we are sitting here. This is our first attempt at doing a podcast. This is the pre-podcast, yeah? Is that what we're calling it? Yeah. Yeah, Just yeah, as sort of an introduction to what we're doing going forward and getting an understanding why the hell we're doing this. Yeah, I guess we, we just explore it, don't we? Yeah. Like, as we get going. Well, Chris, why are we doing this? Uh, well, I thought... Sorry, Lenny. Yeah, Lenny, yes. so... I just thought it'd be a good. I've done a few podcasts before. I thought it'd be a great idea to just chat about things, chat about information, have a bit of fun. Um, you know, recognise some of the amazing things that some of the members do, their yeah. their achievements, and and just a good way to add another amazing community feel to the gym. Which is one of the things that I wanted to talk to you, you guys about on this podcast later, with regards to the the origin story. So I think that's what we're going to talk about, right? In terms right, of cool. Yeah, podcast. where it all started. Um, so, yeah. and I think that, you know, I haven't been here long, but the community feel at the gym and even when I, you know, came in terms of being interviewed and things, it was just apparent straight away that it was an amazing place with like a, a really great community. So I'm interested in how that began, how it developed. And I think that chatting about those sorts of things also gives members an idea of who we all are, yeah, know, why so we're doing what we do. The, on that, so some of our members might not be familiar with you and your role yet. So, yep. um, what yeah. are you? Who? who what so, do you do? So, I'm <laughs> heading the physio team. I also do PT. So, I do a mix really, and I love both. I love the idea of getting someone from pain to non-pain, but also from, you know, um, where they are at the moment to where they want to be goals-wise, yeah. fitness-wise. I just love both. So done in the past physio I've done PT and I like the mix of doing both of them um, I've done more full-time physio for years and actually prefer that mix of doing the physio and the PT and that was one of the real you know plus points about coming here because I could do both could and do you were happy for me to both to do both so. I think it's interesting actually because like we've obviously worked with sort of therapists and things before and they've got a certain skill set to get people out of pain and then it's then often about referring people on to a PT mm. or a strength coach to continue that on yeah. and you have to restart that relationship and that can be quite scary and what happens it's not right and if you don't pass on notes whereas you are all in house you yeah. can take people literally from and flirt between the two yes yeah, but yeah. as in it's seamless <clears throat> like you build up a good relationship with someone yeah. and you can actually take them the entire way and there's no need for people to then have to say signed off from the physio oh man how do I stop it from happening again mm-hmm. like because how many times do people totally. like get rehabbed don't then carry it on because they've been signed off and get hurt again and presented whereas you would yeah. be able to see people through and through and through and actually I guess it's getting pain-free forever. Is there yep. a statistic with regards to how compliant someone is, like uh, in the physio there, world? There definitely will be statistics, and it's quite poor. Yeah. So, so in fact, the uh, there's an unbelievable stat I've heard from John Berardi actually. He does a lot yeah. of stuff with habit change, and and this relates to fitness as well and weight loss and things. And he was saying that um, even if you gave someone a pill, I've heard this. Yeah, it, you, they wouldn't <clears> take it. So even when, so when in cancer. Uh, patients or patients where it's literally they're taking a life-saving drug they only get taken 60% of the time 
So 60% of the time with the magic pill, because they've yeah. literally got this pill that's going to essentially save their life, 60% of the time is how long much they're and taking. And they're so far more likely to give it to a pet as well. Yeah. They're far more likely to give it to their dog. You know, if they're, what, then, then take it themselves? Then yeah. take it themselves. So it just what? shows you that, yeah. that even if there was a special <clears throat> pill that yeah, know, would make you fit in health. But yeah. at the end of the day, most people know to drink more water, eat better food, get more sleep, um, but we don't do it no. and we don't have that magic pill unfortunately do you yeah. know, how often do you hear when you sit down with someone well I know what I should be doing and yeah. but it's, it's, it's implementing it isn't it and I guess totally. that's where like, hopefully we've come in and we've been able to make fitness fun and want people want to come in and do it so it's actually we're kind of facilitating them because they know you should be doing it yeah. and we've hopefully made you know helping the habits that they actually enjoy it and want to come a couple of times a week yeah. and progress and get hot and sweaty and unfortunately we're hopefully we're not failing but the industry is failing as a whole because what is it something like 15% of people have a yep. gym or fitness um, uh, membership. membership yeah so yeah. and also those that do I think it's the stats like three four months of regular regular yeah. gym usage before not coming again which no or before not going regularly yeah and I think I'm not sure we're going to talk about this on another podcast in terms of the my zone stuff but I think there's things that you do, you guys do at this gym which really makes people or really create helps them to create that habit without feeling like mm. they're doing it. So it's just ways of strategies essentially of making them come yeah. more regularly, making yeah. it more fun to come more regularly, kind of gamifying stuff in a yeah, way, yeah. which is yeah, what yeah, I think that's a lot what of my, my zone stuff yeah. does. Exactly. And that then makes people more want want to come more, and we know that it's consistency, right? Like that's yeah. what gets people's results is just being consistent. Yeah, so. it's interesting because we. You know, at the moment we've we've had my zone for like two years now, and by getting thirteen hundred meps a month, you get levels and stuff like that. And we're starting to now see people get into platinum status, having done twenty. Been there, done that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Aiden was the first one with the belt. That's why he was first. Um, but we've now seen people that have done twenty-four months of consecutive training, yeah. and now they're achieving those platinum statuses that and stuff is like that. Amazing. Yeah. Which say is you've incredible. Done twenty-four months yeah, worth of twenty-four months of training, and it compared to the stats you guys were just saying about three or four months of regular usage and then out yeah yeah you know exactly and a lot of these people were like newbies as well yeah. weren't they so new to exercise new to exercise which yeah. is which is great it's incredible yeah incredible buzzing so oh going, going for the questions oh so just talking of like you know talking of the gym and stuff and obviously the things that you guys do so i think what i wanted to kind of get was your origin story really so how it all began so and you know obviously Aiden, you're the, the so I was the big born in 1984. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um. so what what got you what got you into the fitness industry? Let's begin there. Um, without giving you the whole story, which we can go into another time, mm -hmm. I went through a bit of a bit of a, a downtime and a um, bit of depression, and I ended up going to university. My parents were great, and they pointed me into something that I enjoyed, which I was always like, it was played football and stuff. So. Went to do um, uh, sports science at uni, and then after that, completed my three years and got a um, level three personal training qualification. And it was just a, a roller coaster from there, really. So I met Nick. Um, I started so, doing. So sorry to interrupt. When when did you? When, at what stage did you meet Nick? So you do, you were qualified, or you? Yeah, yeah. So I'd, I'd already been doing. I've been going to people's houses, and I was personal training at the gym <clears throat> that I worked at, and yeah loved it couldn't believe it that you know sounds cheesy but i could change people's lives and um get paid for it so it's like wow this is, this is unbelievable um so yeah i was work, working at a, a leisure center and this young fresh-faced young man <laughs> came in full of enthusiasm um which i didn't have no, I, I did a little bit at that time um yeah and then started well, how did i meet or just well so i was training yeah, and um, I was I was deep into it, and I was having a great time. And then this bloke came up to me. Was he good looking? He was he was quite good looking. Yeah, other than that, he got a bit Bradley Cooper about him. And um, basically, just started chatting to me. And um, anyway, it transpired that we had quite a lot in common. And I said about I was doing personal training at the university. And basically, it went on and on and on. And about two hours later, my shoulder workout was ruined, like it was done. I was like, and then I remember it as Aiden being like, "Oh, do you reckon we might be able to do something together?" And that kind of, yeah. that was kind of it. Like yeah. it was just that one off chance meeting it in the weird, gym. Yeah. Um, we were just, I, I remember I was sitting on the bench, you leaning up <laughs> against the mirror, we were just chatting and chatting and yeah. That so what of, was the, 
what was that initial chat about? Like, what were you, I think, know, what were you... Yeah, I think I always wanted to do it. Boot camp was a bit of a buzzword, like, God, this is going on how many, eight, nine years we ago? We started it in 2012. 2012, yeah, so... Well, we, we met in 2011, and that's when kind of Aidan yeah. proposed so, yeah. this idea. Yeah, I mean, I, there wasn't anything in the area. Um, I think there was probably something going on in Hitchin, mm-hmm. maybe Stevenage, probably Bedford, but there's nothing going on in Biggleswade or the like, surrounding villages. So I just said to Nick, look, hey, I'm doing this. Are you interested? Yeah. And um, yeah, he, he was. Yeah. He was like, yeah, I'm on board. Like, so initially, like, it was just a boot camp. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Like, well, it wasn't even that originally. We were just chatting and just like formed this like friendship, really. And yeah and then so it was then just one day Aiden were you were you it. still training kind of training clients at the gym and doing this on yeah. the side or so yeah, you, yeah. this was like a, a yeah pop. so i was still working at the leisure center at the time mm-hmm. doing personal training and gym yeah. shifts and that mm-hmm. and yeah and i said to nick let's set this up mm-hmm. um and yeah it just it it kind of like i don't know when we first met and i guess it was like in october time and we wanted to launch it in the january was it as quick as that we literally hit it off that quick, literally. I think like, so. Do you know what's funny though, actually? I'm going to tell a quick story. I'll go off on these. So, Aiden, I, we had this chat in the gym, and we were chatting, 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 anyway, and then I left. And at the time, I had a little red Rude Boy Corsa. Oh, yeah. Right? This little red beat up Corsa had like a big exhaust, tinted windows. Yeah. And Aiden was like, uh, Is that? Yeah, I saw, no, I saw you at a petrol station. Oh, was then. that it? Yeah, I pulled oh, up okay. behind you at a petrol station. And like, I reckon this was after the first time we met or something. Yeah. And I sort of like waved, put my thumbs up, and I was like, "What is this? Like, <laughs> I've been sold a lie." Yeah, like, he's a really nice lad. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like chavvy, like yeah. boy, red corsa that grumbled along at 20 miles an hour, but sounded like it was doing 100. Yeah. And somehow you still were like, "Yeah, I think yeah, I think, yeah. He's, the, I think he's the one." I took a punt. Yeah. <laughs> I took a punt. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so we, we, we decided to set it up for the January of 2012, yeah, was it? 2012, or? January, yeah. And um, yeah, what, did we put something out in the newspaper, I think? I'm sure we advertised We were on it. page three. Uh, yeah, I do remember fully that. Fully clothed. Yeah. We were fully, fully clothed on page three, yeah. down a pub. The Biggleswade Chronicle came out and took a photo right. of us. Yeah. Because um, I remember actually that week I'd, I'd scored for Pot and Town and I was in the sports pages in the write-up. So I was like, I have literally completed the Chronicle this <laughs> so week. I'm front, on page yeah. three and I'm in the back. Carrie cool. scored a goal. That is pretty cool. <laughs> Good week. Well, that is a great week. Yeah. So then yeah. the boot camp starts and then what happens? Well, we no. started, we had... It was a bit different, wasn't it? Because we, we didn't have a, a facility or anything. So... Because we really, because Aiden's always said about he wanted to meet people and get them set up because it's nerve wracking. If you just if you just sign up to six weeks of yeah. something, you don't know who, you don't know what. So we actually set it all up at the lounge. We had thirty people come. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. We were madly printing out these welcome packs, which had like nutritional information in, yeah. a little bit of science behind it, some home workouts, <clears> and kind of what to expect. And we did like a big meet and greet and met everybody, weighed everybody in. And that, to be honest, that's probably where the community thing we were speaking about earlier yeah. started. Because these events... And people, I remember into, people being really nervous. Like we were we were very nervous we anyway. But um, yeah, people were really nervous when they turned, which they still are now. Yeah. So yeah, that, hasn't know, that, that hasn't changed at all. But um, yeah, we, we set it out for a six week block and we yeah. said, you know... Two sessions a week. Two sessions, was it Wednesday, Wednesday night, Saturday, Saturday mornings. Yeah. Yeah, and somebody lost three stone in six weeks. Yeah, Kyle Philby still holds Shout the out. record. Shout, Shout out, out Philby. <laughs> he lost three stone in six weeks, um, awesome. which was unbelievable. Yeah. And that was that. Uh, do you know what? That just started it. That was that was it, wasn't it? So then that six week block did that turn into like a consistent? Do you know what? Thing? I, I like, remember like six week blocks. Yeah. So at the end of the six weeks the last session was on Saturday and, yeah. and we were like right guys thanks very much you know well done to everyone blah 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 yeah. um, and they were like now what and we said well do you want to do it again yeah cool yeah. and then we did it again yeah. and then yeah. then we put more days on and yeah. yeah and it was always the one of the things that always happened was we'd always have a sign up event so people yeah. would get in contact and we'd set it up and they'd be like, right, the weigh-in is on a Sunday at the lounge or whatever. So people came down, they met us, they got the pack, we talked through it, we picked the sessions they wanted to. As we added more and more sessions, they picked which ones they wanted to do, yeah. we weighed them in and hopefully that was the thing that made them feel confident to then turn up to this sports hall and do an hour of exercise yeah. with two 
strangers and 30 people, 40 people at a time. And yeah, and those events, they became quite a big thing because then we turned it into, there was a prize, uh, there was 150 pound for every lost the most amount of weight. And that would be done at the sign up night from the one before. Yeah. And you know, we, initially we had, I think we had like a week off after the first one. And then our, and that was it. I don't think we had another week off after that. It was literally six weeks. And we still haven't. Seven years later, bang, bang, bang. But no, but it was, that was kind of it. It just became, it just became something so amazing. So then yeah. that was how many nights a week was that when you doing when we first started it was it was just a Wednesday and a Saturday morning so okay. Wednesday night Saturday yeah. morning and then we added a Monday, Monday. and then, then we added two two, two Wednesdays on a, two on a Wednesday yeah and then two on a Monday yeah. so they're like back to back sessions mm-hmm. and then we added a Thursday and then we added another Saturday then we added a Tuesday and suddenly we were running eleven bo- eleven sessions yeah. a week and was this just still you two guys doing it or was we had there a other bit people of help yeah, we we did have some yeah, Laura helped to start with, yeah, she and then we had um, Andrew. Yeah, he BT, helped. He yeah. was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, um, and then obviously Connor and Joel. Yeah, can't remember what order it is, but um, yeah, I mean, most of the time of those it was guys us. came in once we'd opened the gym. Did, yeah, there, but did, in terms yeah. of actual when it was just boot camp, yeah, when it was pretty much just. I us. was still at uni when we were doing this. Obviously, Aidan was still working at the leisure centre. Um, and yeah, that was kind of so it. How, so it was just us two in the first. How long of doing the boot camps before the gym came around? How what period it of time? Was very quick. Yeah. It uh, was, do you know what I remember thinking? I'm sure after like six months, we were like, we've got to do a gym. We've got to do it. Yeah. Because well, we're, it's funny actually because we originally looked. We went up to a site up in um, Dunton. Do you remember? Because we were thinking about doing the boot camp there. There was yeah. a unit there. Yeah. Um, that we originally looked at. Um, but yeah, it just kind of it just kind of happened, and it was mid. We opened the gym um, August twenty thirteen. So literally, we started in January two thousand twelve, and a year and a half later, we'd opened the gym that is like our original site now. So how does that? I think one of the things, especially for people maybe not members of the gym, but more people maybe listening who are I don't know fitness professionals or people that are you know you've gone from doing nothing or you know PT yeah, yeah, yeah. to then this boot camp has become really successful and I then going into what what like that decision of I'm going to do a gym and then like that's quite a big thing like to have especially what you've got now so where you know in your mind men, the mentality of that and, and also what gave you the kind of that confidence just just be like it's, it's going to work I mean yeah. obviously like you were doing great things with the boot camp but in terms of it's a big step to go from a boot camp which is mm-hmm. probably not that much of a financial you know no. uh, implication <clears throat> to then a, yeah, a yeah, gym yeah. which has got you know rent and it's got I, you know, I don't know exactly how it worked yeah, at that I, time I know. But, you know um, stupidity maybe was one of the <laughs> naivety <laughs> yeah naivety um, I guess firstly we were very lucky with, with boot camp there's, like I said there's nothing in the area mm. it just exploded so it was, it was awesome like we loved it it was such a buzz doing it um, which it still is um <clears throat> And it's quite it's quite apparent that there was a bit of a market for for something else as well, not just mm-hmm. the the leisure centres and mm-hmm. there was nothing else around really. So we were like, let's let's do it. We we loved what we did. We loved what we did. We loved yeah. the customers. Um, I don't. Do you know, to be honest, it's really weird looking back at it because I don't remember like a defining moment where I thought the light came on. Yeah. No. I, I think I think the thing we kind of missed is the fact that me and Aidan would train together and we spent loads of time together so even when we're training we were talking about yeah, what we're yeah. going to do what we're going to do what's next and it kind of I don't know it was kind of forged out of our own like training together do you know what I mean and we'd get super amped yeah, up for just training excited, yeah. and excited about it and then we'd start talking about you know well what could we do with boot camp and what could we do with the gym and because you're training and you're getting the buzz from training at the same time as talking about exciting things I think it just became a bit of a a bit of like a roller coaster. well it was like a like build snowball snowball that's it yeah gathering momentum and it was getting more more serious yeah it was almost like we got to a stage where we couldn't not do it Mm -hmm. so you know we were we're not forced into doing it but but i guess our sheer ambition i don't know i don't i don't know if we ever set out and i mean chris you've been in the industry how many years Mm, for 15 15 years yeah i can tell (laughs) (laughs) Um, no hair um 
yeah you must have heard people say i'm going to open up my own gym, gym like oh, yeah. a million times you know that's if any any fitness course you go on as a youngster yeah that, you know they go around the room and everyone says i'm going to open up my own facility blah 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 and you know and yeah often they do but more often than not they don't and unfortunately like the, the stats for the industry when you become a personal trainer you know I think it's only one in ten are still doing it after uh, two years or something like that so um, yeah so as you know it's a it's a, it's a tough tough gig. tough gig and that when we first opened the gym you know it was very very hard because it was basically me and you and, yeah. and we had we had and that's when Dakin and Joel came on board yeah. um originally because they were kind of late to help us out so it was it was very much me and Aiden were here from 6am up until boot camp yeah. and then that's when the guys would come in and they'd cover the gym for literally like two and a bit hours and then one of us would come back yeah. after boot camp to close then it up close up close up shop yeah. and do it all over again the next day and then we and, and at that time we were doing all like the any marketing we did do and like replying to emails and so, so it yeah. was it was a, it, it was, was a hard graft yeah so how did you find this site what was the you was it just a you know yeah how did you go about doing I actually like? I, I actually got a lot story about this but I'm really interested to see what Aiden um what how we found it yeah, so you've got this boot camp, you decide, yeah, I'm going to do a gym. So then what, what do you, what literally, what go, what do you do next? What's the, actually um, the physical things that you do? I guess we literally looked at uh, local agents, said, saw what was available. We went to see some places, didn't yeah. we? I yeah, remember yeah. that. Um, there was one near the train station that was yes. quite good, but oh, it was yeah. like up a little corridor and it would have been... Yeah, stairs, yeah. brutal. Um, nah, not, yeah, I know we've got stairs at our current place, but this was like a whole new world yeah. of stairs to get there. <laughs> Um, and I guess it was literally getting, oh, looking at the rent, looking at the rates, looking at what wages we could afford to, to pay ourselves and, and working out how many customers we'd need, yeah. you know, how we get the equipment in. So we used Matrix to start with and can't remember what we were paying a month. It was like to pay off the treadmills, it was like, I don't know, 500 pounds a month or something. And yeah. we just work back backwards from there, was, to be honest. Yeah, so we didn't kind of, it wasn't really a, a case of it has to be the town centre, it has to be near the train station. No. They were ideas that we knew in our heads were probably a good thing, but it wasn't our, we didn't have like a criteria, we just wanted to open. Yeah. And I think almost through like, not I don't want to say dumb luck, because I think that might do us a disservice, but at the same time it wasn't like we weren't just looking at sites and ticking things off saying no that hasn't got this so just scrap it off it was like we could make that work we could yeah. make that like and then go maybe again we are permanently positive and you know yeah of course we'll make it work that was yeah. all I think that was always my thing on Aiden's shoulder of course we'll make it work yeah. of course we'll make it work <clears throat> what are we going to do about parking we'll make it work yeah, like yeah. Sign, sign the papers man let's get in there let's start smashing walls down and so yeah. Yeah, that, that was my next question so when, it, when you first got this place what was it like originally so was it like did you have to i'm assuming you well you, i'm sure you had to read because it wasn't a gym before right no it was offices it was okay. offices yeah so it was like a case of smashing walls down yeah yeah i mean did you do that stuff did you get people yeah in? Like, we did it the... some of my mates helped me yeah. out um it was, it was wicked yeah it was, it was so it, was, much fun, it took it? it took a lot longer than it should have done yeah. because you know, it was asking mates to do favours and obviously they've got jobs so they'd be, oh, I can't make it now, mate. So, mm. you know, we'd be stuck a lot of the time, wouldn't yeah. we? Um, and looking back on it, we probably should have just swallowed the cost and paid someone to, to do to these do it, jobs. Yeah. And, um, but, you know... You but at the you time, know. it was about saving, saving yeah, money, yeah, yeah. wasn't it? Because like, we can do that because at the time, I, I, wasn't, I was working for a catering company kind of doing like evening shifts and stuff like that so daytimes I was free because Aiden was still working full time at this point I literally I remember you coming in we had the keys I can't remember why we had the keys but Aiden came yeah. in shaking after he just signed the lease oh man literally like so I had I, this doc was, I had this document it was that massive it, it was massive and I didn't understand any of it <laughs> there's no grammar it like they're, they're, honestly I don't know if you've ever read a lease but no they're you know you've, they're very difficult to read and understand mm. and I had no concept of any of it to be honest so um so it was funny. like yeah we've, we've done it so we, we signed a six-year lease um yeah. Coincidentally, I do know landlords anyway, so that's kind of helped. So they sort of they were, they were really helpful. They were helpful yeah. Um, yeah. So we we signed a six year lease, and we we're like, oh, it's, it's, got, it's it got was, to work now. Yeah, it, exactly yeah. that. It was like, my God, we've got to make this work now. You yeah. know. Um, and that was twenty thirteen. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was quite, uh, it's quite actually early in 2013 because Aiden was saying about how we relied on a lot of Aiden's mates to come and like help us out with stuff. So that's why it had, we, and I, I can't remember if we had like, did we have like a goal of opening in like June or something? And it ended up being like I think we August. got the I think we got the keys really early. I think we got, yeah because uh, the landlords like I say I, I knew them so they I think they gave us a key and we could measure up and stuff yeah. and they said we could go in so um, I, I think it was about April May that we got the officially it was done that like, as uh, in like signed or did we get the keys? No, I think then? we got the keys in about April May and then yeah we thought we'd do a quick turnaround but it was and funny it though because when 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 we signed when you'd come in and sign the lease i literally aiden was shaking and the next thing we did was like well it's ours now put a hammer through the wall to start oh, tearing, tearing <laughs> the walls down upstairs because it was offices <laughs> it doesn't look it was all like sectioned off in funny do you know what we should we should get some of the pictures and we should share oh, share that's a good idea. yeah yeah really cool yeah definitely because it doesn't look anything like it does now obviously but yeah yeah and literally we just got to work didn't we so then was it the originally it was the because it was just the gym, wasn't it? Originally, there was no studio at that point. Yeah, that's correct. Um, yeah. And so it was the was the physio room when you first had it. Yeah, yeah. Georgie yeah. came yeah. on board. Yeah. Straight away, actually, yeah. that and was then, a big part of yeah, it. Yeah, that, that that helped. And lot. then basically, you had the gym area, upstairs bit, downstairs bit was the and the astroturf bit as well. Yeah. yeah. So that, all that yeah. was kind of there right from yeah, the start. That was, yeah, that yeah. was essentially day like, one of the gym. Again, looking back on it, we made lots of mistakes with the equipment we bought and. Um, and the equipment yeah. we didn't buy as well. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We opened really quite minimally. Like yeah. when I think about it, we opened up the upstairs section and we had like all the cardio equipment, and then the other half of the room was just mats. And we had like a bench and a it, few dumbbells, didn't we? If you remember, it wasn't the other half of the room. Oh, it was no. a tiny, tiny kind of sliver that yeah, we allocated for freeway area. And I think it's because when I worked at the leisure centre, it was like, well, let's try and copy their model. Which yeah. is probably the most stupid thing that we, we but with more help. Yeah, that's that yeah. was our idea, wasn't it? Yeah. It was to to help people more than what they would get at a bigger at a bigger gym where they're just number three thousand eight hundred and four. Yeah. yeah, which I think comes across just <clears throat> going slightly off topic, but I've had people, I've chatted to a few people actually physio wise in the last few weeks have mentioned that they're members of Saxon, the local gym. Um, and just how cold it is compared to. Are we allowed here. to say this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, Screw them. Like, <laughs> I think you know, bigger gyms, and and I work for well, Nuffield. That, that, I work for Nuffield. They're that's, all the, that's they're a, that's all the a same. Good, that's a, Nuffield's a good example. Yeah. That actually, the the feel of that place is is like it's a big corporation, yeah. mm. and it's totally different to here, where yeah. the every member. And you can just tell to to all the staff matter. They every member matters. Yeah. You want to know their names. You want to know their history, their story. Their you know you, you really care about them getting results. And I think that that comes across. I think more than almost anything else. Um, and I think that that's where yeah you obviously did differentiate yourselves um, from other I mean, places. Like to be honest, there's so many great gyms out there with regard to what facility. equipment they've got here, yeah, facility bigger changing rooms and you know more airy whatever and like Nick said that was the, the thing that we wanted to get on top of the customer service and just trying to help people that mm. was like I think that that's what the, we got kicks off from though because boot camp yeah. was so sort of successful because yeah. we got people results yeah. Pe people were losing weight mm. left right and centre it was amazing because mm. we really cared and really helped and spent lots of time outside the boot camp sessions chatting to people you know I was always on emails and I met people like out in coffee shops and stuff and helped them out and chatted with them and you know hopefully we made a difference that way and we were like well you know not everybody can come to boot camp in the evening it might not be for everyone but lots of people go to the gym and aren't getting results so how can we bridge that gap and make people feel special, welcome, and invest in them and help them out. You know, because we were only a small facility, didn't have the best equipment. It, but we did, we did for what we could have and the space we had, but we didn't have it. So we had to get people results in order to yeah. to survive, in essence. Because you could go up to the Saxon and the local air centre, they've got everything, every bit of equipment you could possibly want. They have. Yeah. We don't. We've just got us and a good atmosphere and help, positive positivity and. I think that's where we just we invested so heavily in that that that's kind of why we've been able to survive. Yeah, I, I, I think like you've worked in the industry, Chris, and you've worked at big big gyms, and I guess the the classic scenario is the customer they come in, the um, the uh, instructor gives them an induction, 
they'll show them, I don't know, 10 machines and they'll come back and have to do another induction. Then they'll write them out of the program. The customer will come back and they'll be a bit scared probably, a bit confused. Someone will be using a, a piece of equipment that they, that's on their program, so they won't do that. They won't understand you know, this exercise. They'll end up going back to the treadmill, mm, running on the there. safety zone, yeah, running on the treadmill, getting crappy results, maybe getting injured um, and get, definitely getting bored and end up getting quit, quitting. And I think so, that's why, why, those st- why that stat of within three months yeah, yeah. of someone joining, they've got that initial motivation because mm. they've joined for a reason but then they don't have those things in place that will get them to that yeah. stage where they are being consistent for exactly that that reason of of you know there's loads of different reasons in terms of fear around you know self-consciousness yeah. and and you know all the things you've you've mentioned so yeah no it's yeah i think that's totally the case in a lot of big gyms um and obviously you can see there's difficulties about having a big gym as well because if mm. you've got Five thousand oh, members. Yeah, that's different to having yeah, three hundred members like that. Yeah, that that's a difference. But yeah, again, then there's the swings and roundabouts. So it's always, a, you know, it's what that person enjoys. Um, well, and it's their it's their level of understanding of how to, you know, train, you yeah. know, different exercises. So, for example, if a pure gym opened up the road, I'd probably go and get a membership. In all honesty, I would because, because it's it's fifteen pounds a month. Hopefully. I know how to train and you know I could go in there and put my headphones in and just crack on and it'd be great so um, but obviously most people haven't you know don't have the, the knowledge that's not yeah. to say everyone's like that but but the enjoyment as well a lot of people don't like I get kicks from adding a little bit of weight on my barbell each week or adding a couple of reps but I get kicks going the other way <laughs> taking <laughs> taking it off. Off. but again but that's not everybody is it yeah, and like, that's um, you know Unless someone's explained that to you and helped invest and like get that into you, and you do genuinely love that, you know you're gonna do the same weights each week, see no results. If you always go in and do 40 kilos leg press for 15 reps, three sets, and yeah. you don't ever change that, mm. then you don't see results. And I think that's where you know the bigger gyms and the induction and stuff like that. It's hard to explain that to people. Like yeah. I'm still learning stuff now, seven, eight years later, having yeah. done university and worked with hundreds of people in the gym each week. And yeah, of you never stop that. learning. You yeah. never stop learning. But you know that for a for the average person that just wants to go to the gym to keep fit and healthy and see some change, they don't want to invest in all that understanding. And and you don't get that help from uh, you know the bigger gyms, do and you? I, and I think that's where <clears throat> it's probably a good segue into kind of the the, the studio creation because obviously the classes is a big thing at the gym now, yeah. mm. which gives people the motivation. It, you know, people can look at their technique. They don't have to, you know, there are people that struggle with that motivation or don't know what they're doing yeah, yeah. or aren't quite sure on workouts. They don't want to just go, you know, they're not that interested in the gym. They just okay. want to get in sure. shape. And actually to be, you know, someone telling you what to do, you know, 100%. when you go to any of the classes here that you're going to get a great workout with, you know, looking at your form and the motivation and that pumping atmosphere. Yeah. And I think, so that studio, so when did that, when did the studio happen? That was what, a year or so ago? Yeah. Right? Ju- June last year. Yeah, yeah 2018 so how did that oh. come about so what was the what you know you're Again, doing the, well, just, with the studio sort of sorry with the studio it was, <coughs> it was PT is that right so you, gym memberships and PT and you're doing the boot camp in terms yeah. of classes so there wasn't any classes happening within no. the gym setting no, itself no. basically no we did a little um, Saturday yeah, morning we did some little it, Saturday morning thing where people came like small group right, sessions yeah, yeah. and stuff like that which, that, which semi-private brilliant. PT brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah semi-private PT essentially so then how did that sort of come about well like you just said my, the, the gym is rubbish for most people you know you've got to be so motivated to turn mm. up lift weights and you know I, I personally go through cycles sometimes I love it sometimes I love putting my headphones in you know doing a chest press doing a squat maybe not so much squat but um, <laughs> and then other times I just want to get lost in a class and not have to think about anything not have to worry yeah. about anything typically you work so much harder in a class environment that's not for everyone but um, and that was one of the reasons why we we just saw that the market was there for it. Yeah, people get people got really good results at boot camp. Yeah, and that's not to say people weren't getting good results in the gym. They did, but I don't it's know. I, I I think if if we walked into most sort of commercial um, gyms um, around and you you looked at the the customers training, are they really working that hard? 
you know, in comparison no. to doing a no. group training session like a boot camp, no. No. they're not. You know, obviously it'd be different if you went to a CrossFit gym or something. Yeah, they're, sure. you know, but they're classes. Yeah, exactly. Mm. They're, they're, they're again, they're, they're, you know, they're it's, classes. It's preset. So. You rock up. You work as hard as you can with coaches. Yeah, and then go, and it works. Yeah, yeah, and it. But I don't know where the. I don't know really where it came from. The like, oh, do you know what it was? I think it happened. We were we were looking to expand the gym. I think yeah. it got to that stage where we were like, we're kind of in terms of space. You know, we were starting to get you know a, a fairly good reputation. Lots of people were inquiring. Yeah, I mean, sometimes we'd have like six PT sessions going on at the same at time. At the same and it time. And the gym wasn't just, space. it doesn't support that, does no. it at all? You know, like you've got a client training and a trainer on the gym floor. And so you got, and the customers, and customers as, well. as well. But you know, you've got 12 people in there trying to achieve something and it just wasn't, you know, it was, it was, it was, it meant that we couldn't deliver the service we knew we could simply because we had to kind of fight for space and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I think we were looking to get a new, go somewhere new, somewhere a bit bigger. And we'd, we found we eventually found another another site and it was massive god here we go it was huge wasn't it it was yeah. enormous and we looked at basically all this floor space and that's when i remember when aiden said i do remember i remember it, there was a book you had a you had like a maths book yeah and i remember you drawn it, it out, out yeah all the space and because we measured it and everything and aiden had put this like big thing in the corner that was just like sectioned off and he said i think i think this should be for group training and everybody in our team meeting was like, what? I've, I, I've got this idea, like, strike, where we do, like, boxing, and I can see it, it's dark, the lights are flashing, yeah. and you're in there, and you work really hard. And then we were all like, you don't do anything like that. But at all. And then all of a sudden, this, like, these buzzwords, exert, strike, yeah. you know, lift. Suddenly, and it was just starting to gain momentum. And... Unfortunately, that site fell through really for for various reasons. But it's turned out better in the Oh my mind, god, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then we were good friends with next door. So, uh, well, one of the lads was actually a member um, that worked for Pound Land Stretcher. Pound Stretcher. Yeah. So I plugged them both. Um, <laughs> and. <laughs> I don't yeah. think one exists anymore. I oh, don't really? think Pound Stretcher does it. I, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, it's a good question. Yeah. There you go. So, and then that's when he then said, actually, pound stretcher is is gonna be no more and it kind of i don't know it made made sense because it's right next to our building anyway we there's joined. a big space at the the basically the studio now it's what is it six meters by about 25 26 meters something, yeah, something like, that. like that yeah so yeah uh, so like nick was saying we were looking at this other space up the road and you know, I'd already sectioned off like a box essentially yeah. where we could do our group training. So yeah. it was a, a box is what we needed that we could fit in X amount of squat racks, X amount of punch bags, X amount of dumbbells. But that, but that idea, we were still going to put a gym in as well. We yeah. were still going to like, we were going to move the gym we had into there and put it next to this like sectioned yeah. off bit, wasn't it? And then that's, and I guess that's the, that's what started it. And then this came open and God, we went back and forth and back and forth didn't we with where we were going to put stuff because I think we'd I think it was kind of decided that we were definitely going to have the building wasn't it like yeah. we'd definitely have it uh, <clears throat> but how what what are we going to do what bit's going to be what are we going to move the gym into the what is now the studio and mm -hmm. have the group training in the old yeah. gym okay. are we going to put stuff upstairs because there's, there's four layers to the front and then yeah we, we could, I, I guess we discussed making it a normal gym as well at one point yeah, but, well, just having it as a gym, as, extra gym yeah. space because that was originally what what started the idea, didn't it, of, of expanding? Was <clears> we need more space, and we spoke about just having it as a, you know, as a gym, and mm. we'd still do the same things in terms of, you know, hopefully, but just with more space with and more, more space. personal training more, going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, but, so, what was the? Where did the cafe come into play? Um, oh my nice. God! So. The, the shape of the building. Um, <clears throat> so was that, well, that was that ever in your head of when you were like going to? Was no. it always going to be right? We need more space. So you know, okay, yes, pound stretcher, going to do that. Yeah. Or was you know what happened to then think? Oh, I'll put a with cafe the space in front of the cafe. I guess we did talk about that being a spin studio, didn't we? Yeah, at one point. We did, yeah. yeah. Um, which could have worked. I don't know. Um, if it, if we're in like New York or London or something, and 
you know, you had spin bikes in the in the it's on the high street, yeah, isn't it? So you're driving past, you'd be seeing. Most people don't want to be looked at um, when they're training. When they're training, and so. we were like, it's kind of like a goldfish bowl. That's yeah. the thing. Like it's, you know, most people don't like the way they look. Yeah. Anyway, and then if you're suddenly hot out, and sweaty, hot and sweaty for yeah. all to see, that's one of the reasons why we didn't put m many mirrors in the original gym upstairs yeah. where the cardio stuff is because. If I don't like the way I look, I'm yeah. going to go to the gym to change myself. If I don't like the way I look, I'm definitely not going to like how yeah. I look when I'm running and sweaty and, and all that sort of stuff. So well, it's the same as the, the, the obviously the studio yeah. is dark in there and you know it's more kind like a nightclub. For that reason, it'd be it's the same if you went out to a nightclub and it was bright lights. You know, mm. would you would you disco dance in the same way? I don't know. <laughs> Depends on how many drinks you've done. <laughs> true, very true. Yeah, no, probably not. You're right. But I think, so just going back to how why it became a cafe, we were walking round and round this building over and over again, trying to come up with the perfect layout. And then Aidan had an idea of, we could have it as like a members lounge. Oh yeah, We'd always spoken right. about, you know, like this community thing is so important mm. for us. And we were like, oh, imagine having like a members area. You can train, you can go down there. There's like a, a, a coffee machine that you like put a quid in and you get a coffee as yeah. being a perk and you can sit and do work you know before after like a session or whatever it is and yeah I yeah know, that, was, that was that was the first idea and it yeah. just developed from there yeah and I, and I really like that because we we love the community well one yeah one of the things we? when we did boot camp it was quite apparent that people became quite friendly with each yeah. other quite quickly and we'd used to finish a session on a saturday morning yeah and everyone would just linger around the car park and just chat for for ages yeah and we, we always said what a shame that we can't go anywhere and all yeah, have a coffee yeah. together so Part of it is because of that as well, you know. Mm. Um, and it, yeah. hopefully it works. Yeah, it, yeah. well it's so yeah. nice to walk through. And what's really nice is that what started, so the, the lounge is where people used to go and where you have these sign up nights and things like that. And there was one time me and Aidan actually went in and we were having a bit of like a meeting about like plans for boot camp and further ideas and we went and had some food. And there were four boot camp members from all different walks of life, yeah, all different ages, genders, well, and they'd um, not all met through boot camp. And they yeah. all met through boot camp, and they'd yeah. arranged without us knowing. Not that we like oversee it, but like that they all went out to get some food together. Yeah, having never met, they probably would ha never have met had they not all come to boot camp. Yeah, and been put in groups together, and we ju it just made it yeah. well. It made us so happy. Yeah, yeah, because cool. I said. And there's a boot camp table over there with some of our guys on and they've never met before at, until boot camp and that's for us is so powerful yeah. isn't it like you know you become part of something and you make l friends for life and it's even easier to do that now because of the cafe I think that's why you know CrossFit's been so successful because of because oh, that building yeah. building that community that's obviously what yeah. they're they're doing as well so um, yeah, that's that was. Yeah, I guess that's always been one of our key objectives is to try and build a community, not in a build something, not in a clicky way where you know from the outside looking in, it's like oh, I don't want to be involved with that. Yeah. But it's not like um, a cult thing. Yeah, mm. <laughs> you got to pay extra for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but did you ever? And that, and that, what's interesting, I think probably like kind of come into the crux of like just talking about the gym as a whole, but like throughout that whole process was there were you having discussions about like a value of the business in terms of the community side of things and constantly kind of thinking about that or is, did, is it just something that organically happened because you two guys are you know positive guys and uh, wanting to help people like were you literally having those conversations or was it just something that just kind of I think came about you mentioned John Barad Dr. John Baradi earlier mm -hmm. and so I did some of his precision nutrition stuff mm -hmm. early on and I always loved the way he speak and spoke to people and you know, in the industry is full of, you know, young trainers that are quite often arrogant and pretty scary for, for um, you know, most people. Mm. So, you know, we wanted to be sort of approachable and yes. nice with it. Um, you know, not judging anyone. We're here to help and guide you rather than say you're doing anything wrong, everything wrong. So, um, yeah. We I don't know. Do, do we? No, it just kind of happened. It just happened. Yeah. And I know we always we always wanted to create something, and we always wanted to create a thing. But I think it was never the original plan of like, right, we've got to make something that everyone you know wants to, you know, be a part of, and that's key to our business. It we were so, we were just so lucky with who came, and because I think as well because we never did any marketing really. It people that came to boot camp then told their friends yeah. and bought their friends so it kind of became like a bigger group of friends of friends of friends of friends mm. and 
that I think that massively helped as well with the community sense of things because you kind of like people kind of knew people already and like you know I remember um, like Helen Mazza she was one of the ladies that came and then she brought her neighbour you know like and then Julie Berry came and then you know and all of a sudden all these people start coming and coming and coming and it just it just grew didn't it yeah, just, yeah. and then I think because we did the nights the sign up nights <clears> and people then spoke to each other and yeah and it, I don't think it was ever our plan was it to uh, it just it it became an important part because we saw how powerful it was for people. Yeah, it just it happened organically, and yeah, we've been so lucky. Yeah, we have. We've been so so lucky. And but then you, you know you make your own luck to a certain degree in terms of you know I've heard like how obviously when the studio I think you were telling me when the studio was first being made and you and Reese were in here like till three in the morning and mm. then you know back going in, home oh back God, in at yeah. six opening the gym you know yeah. so it's like you know yes you may have feel like you've been lucky but then you've worked yeah. really hard to get to this point yeah we have uh, yeah. and especially like you said earlier when we first opened the, the, the gym it was it was a whole long long, long yeah, hours think, was yeah. there any time in that time in the last couple of questions for today but any time in that time when you thought it wasn't going to work nope nope not mm. for me no I guess not never like, obviously there's always challenges yeah, and yeah. concerns and you know, when you're paying your tax bills, like, oh my god! Like, um, but I've always bigger the tax bill. Um, you must be doing well, though. Well, that's the, maybe. <laughs> that's but, I, but I always say to Aiden, like, I was like, whatever happens, we will make it work. We will work yeah, through yeah, it. Yeah, we, will, yeah. we will always make. Again, maybe that's like just my outlook on things, but we will always make the best of whatever situation happens. Like, we turned that office block into a kick-ass gym, and it was, yeah, it, was it should cool. never have been that. We've turned this pound stretcher, a long, thin building that doesn't really yeah. lend itself to. You know a studio space we've turned it into a kick-ass facility and yeah we turned the sports hall up at the local yeah. middle school into an unbelievable results factory we've always been able to through maybe through blood sweat and tears yeah blood sweat and tears i think we've all i think we've all given that blood 100%. sweat and tears along the way to make it to make it work mm. and you know I will, i've always said like i will i will do whatever it takes to you know make it work and, and we have, and we have. <laughs> do you think yeah. that's where that that confidence comes from in the sense of you just knew deep down that you were going to do whatever it took to make it work and that's yeah. what get because because yeah. some you know and I think ultimately I don't know, what you've like, done what you've done, what, like you, that, yeah. but what you've done what you've done is very impressive and from an outside perspective obviously you're in it so you're just kind of cracking on and you're doing it but to go from working in a, a gym essentially as a pt to having a business of this not only just not size but quality in terms of the community in terms of all that things that takes a lot of hard work and i think you know if you if people knew how hard that was to do a lot of people would struggle along the way in, th in terms of thinking they couldn't achieve it or that they might not be able to yeah. and i think the you know that's quite a, it's an interesting mentality in terms of why some people like yourselves do make it successful and other people obviously don't or that they struggle yeah i guess the vision was always there and you know it's like any self-help book you read like believing you shall receive and <laughs> you know we did go into it like you said believing it was going to work because yeah. it had to work and yeah. when i was yeah. shaking when i just signed yeah. the lease oh, it's, it's like so right we've got to do this now we've yeah. got to get bums on seats and people mm. through the door so and i think as well because like we've we've never we've all we've, i think me and you have always had like the same core values it's like it's important to help people and make people feel special and give them an unbelievable experience I think because we both shared that, we've always, and I think that's helped because we've, you know, we've both always. Yeah, we're on the same, same path, page, yeah, you know, exactly. always, and 100%. regardless, and we've both got. Well, yeah. I like to think we've both got great work ethics, and that's why. Do you know what I mean? Because we both believe the same thing. We both got. Yeah, we want to graft. Want to. Yeah, we've got them. never say die attitude, and you just. But it's like anything, though, isn't it? Like, even if someone wants to lose weight, and you need that. You need that, but you know, sometimes people go into it and they're like, "Yeah, I want to lose a couple." No, I'm gonna lose this weight. I'm going yeah. to do it. You know, I believe I can do it, and mm. and obviously you, you work hard and you get the results. So, mm. um, yeah, it's it's, it's fascinating. Honestly, I think it's fascinating just hearing about it, and it's so interesting just that that um you know that journey and kind of where you come from to now is just is is awesome. So right, here's here's a question for Nick then. What would you have done differently? That's a good question. What would I have done differently? Continue, what, in... Continued on your catering job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, what would I have done differently? 
I think it's I think it's been so much like I guess uh, we, we we've been so <clears throat> jumping at the deep end with stuff that this potentially is the first time I've ever sat and reflected about it this yeah. right here the first time I've ever really sat and thought about what we've actually done because we've always just been in doing it um, differently nothing I love I've loved it I've loved it I've literally loved every minute of it yes there'd be things that I change in terms of like maybe buying different equipment and stuff like that but the whole everything's been a learn everything has been I, I said to someone earlier we pretty much blagged the last we've like, blagged seven years yeah we've blagged seven yeah, years we've got like, no idea yeah like we're not managers or nope. you, you know like but then but then you say that and you've said that to me before in like you know passing comments and stuff but then you are like you don't think you are but you are yeah. because you're doing it and you've done it for the last six years now so even though you might not be qualified as managers in terms of you know other doing management in other jobs or whatever you are managers yeah, and you I are know. business owners mm-hmm. and you have done you know so I think again you sell yourselves a little bit short there because if you weren't those things then it wouldn't have been as successful yeah, maybe, as it was yeah. I think we've just got a smile and a plucky attitude I think that's, what <laughs> <laughs> I think that's literally yeah. what, is, what is, that's, obviously that's really kind of you to say, yeah. to say but it, I mean it's, it is kind of factual because you know you say you're not managers you, I've had more one to one meetings with you guys than I had in Nuffield in five years wow. in the space of the last three, four months. How long I've been? And I guess I think yeah. of when you think of like Nuffield, you think of big corporate gyms yeah. running like you know statistics yeah. and clients and exactly. KPIs and all these things. Yeah, management isn't necessarily yeah. this. Like I think you may, know, maybe it's, just it's because you know we were in the trenches. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, like Nick said earlier, it was long, long days, and we've done it. We know what it's like to be a trainer. We know what it's mm. like to have clients cancel on you or you know all or work these from 6am till 9pm yeah, and, and be yeah. happy for everybody we've we've done it we've you know we've walked yes, that walk yeah, haven't of we course. so and, and that's that's probably why so we, we have some sort of understanding of what people are going through I guess when mm. they're especially when they're just getting into their fitness mm. journey and how difficult that can be <clears throat> yeah so there you have it guys, the first episode of the Jones Fitness Podcast. We're so excited about it, we can't wait to get involved in the next episode. What did you guys think? If you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes or leave us a review, that would be amazing. It just makes the podcast get out there to more people and hopefully we can really share some important fitness messages and really exciting and interesting information and for you guys to get to know us a little bit better. So as I say, hopefully you enjoyed it um, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. 